This is a HeadGum Podcast. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. that was such a good tom DeLong impression that the fr- at first i was like is this a parody or is this tom DeLong?" wow yeah high praise because tom DeLong tom DeLong has probably the best voice in the modern era <laughs> i think his it's iconic it's demonic and it's melodic do you do a good DeLong? where are you That's pretty good uh i think i could yeah I think I could. I yeah. I think I. Uh, I think I got to get along. Uh, so obviously, that's a cover of "I Miss You" by Blink One Eighty Two. This guy writes in, Alex. I'm probably a bigger fan of them than Jake. No. I've never recorded myself singing before, but after I play a few instruments, so I was like, "What the heck, not." Go ahead and make fun of me. I have nothing to promote, but maybe you can give a shout out to my girlfriend's puppy, Lena. You guys have been keeping <laughs> me entertained for ten years. So there you have it. All right, shout out to Lena. Uh, how are you? Where are you? This is, um, you know, episode three of our little quarantine pod. So we, I thought I would check in. When are we? Last time we recorded, had I gone upstate? No, you were saying you were heading upstate, but you hadn't hit upstate yet. Yes, I am now upstate. I am in Woodstock, New York. This is Sunday, March 29th. Uh, time has no meaning. Yep. I will tell you that being upstate drastically improved my spirits okay so you were you were suffering a little like quarantine mania madness you were stuck in a box afraid to go outside and you said i need i'm a, I'm a big bird i need to spread my wings and you finally went to woodstock you got an airbnb yeah it felt like when i was at home it felt like i had manic de- i had like manic depression or something i had like a lot of energy but i was sad no like I had no like drive to do anything to improve my mood, but then also I ha- I had a lot of energy that I wasn't using. It was real. It was a weird weird time. It was depression. Like I look at what depression is, and it's basically everything that we've we've been feeling to some extent for the last two weeks. Yeah, I think I I I heard somewhere that there was like some article. <laughs> I heard somewhere there was an article about just that we are all like collectively uh, going through grief. 
And that makes a ton of sense. Yeah, everything has changed, but it's weird. It's weird that it's everybody at the same time. Yeah, and that's, I guess, like the the interesting, I don't know, that's that's like one sort of nice aspect of it. Yeah, we're all grieving together. And like, what are all the stages? I definitely had, it feels like I had them all. Like denial, certainly, where I was just like, no, no, we're going to keep on living our lives like normal. I can still go to, I, I can go to a restaurant, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can always get a sandwich. Like the bargaining, like I just, I kept on imagining like um, just like how how I wish we could go back in time and just fix stuff. Um, anger, I was so mad at uh, like when the they were passing that stimulus bill and uh, they were like putting protections in there for corporations with like no oversight or something. Yeah. I was just like, I was very, very angry. Do you hate watch these press conferences? Uh, not all of them anymore. Uh, it, it really being in New York felt like I was in like the center of the storm and being up here, I still feel sad about the state of the world, but I feel a little bit less like it's happening to me and like I'm surrounded by some like the, I don't know, I'm surrounded by very acute suffering. Yeah. Uh, and up here, it's just way more remote. There's not people everywhere. It's It's been oddly calming and nice. Yeah, New York kind of is the epicenter as of now of like COVID-19. So you were like just in a, a bubble, a pressure cooker of anxiety in your little apartment. You're like, if yeah. I leave, then I'm like instantly swept up in it. Right. Yeah. So I guess it's weird because it's weird to be like, I think I was like a victim of it because I, I definitely didn't have it nearly as bad as lots of other people. Yeah. Um, people like lost their jobs, people got sick, people lost loved ones, but still being in the center of all of the, I don't know, it just felt very freaky to be there. And it's, it, it was not fun. No, I was going to say you actually felt unhealthy. Yeah. I, oh yeah. I also, there's a world where I, I think maybe Jill and I had it. Did you read that stuff about um, people that had it lost their sense of smell and taste? Yeah. So I can't smell. Hmm. <laughs> Is that good? <laughs> Is it fine to be clogged? I think. I think that's also a symptom of a head cold, which is still what I think I had. Yeah. But <laughs> there's lots of overlapping symptoms where it's like fatigue. It's like, yeah, everyone is tired right now because we're all stressed and enclosed and not burning any energy, not being outside. So it's hard to say what's fatigue from coronavirus and what's fatigue from like coronavirus induced depression and anxiety. Yeah. It's we all we all feel sick and some of us have the coronavirus, but we still can't test for it that easily. Yeah. It seems like one of the biggest indicators is the fevers, the chills, the body aches, like that level of fluish symptoms. Yeah, that is. Did you avoid that or did you have that? Uh, we know we had no, uh, no fevers and no chills. Yeah. I, I definitely felt achy though. I mean, we're soon finding like testing is getting better and better. I'm already reading stuff about like uh, labs, like creating tests that can give you fairly accurate results in 15 minutes. That's going to be like That's a game great. changer. Yeah. I still I still want that test that will tell me if I had it because that would just be a real game changer for me. That's my selfish test that I yeah. want. Yeah. My most recent like thing is That's what I want is watching videos of doctors explaining to me how to put away groceries, how to put away takeout. It's like forget everything you knew about everything. Now you have to learn new rules to this game of life. And did I mention you have to soak your oranges and bananas now? That's crazy. What so wait, what do you do to wash your wash your oranges and bananas? I haven't, but what I should be doing is dunking them in lukewarm, mildly soapy water to disinfect them as much as possible. Of course, for everything that you read and everything that you see, there's a, a follow-up video two days later by somebody else. Actually, I'm a specific food microbiologist, and you're not supposed to use soap. Actually, I'm an orange microphysicist, and you should be using soap. So it's like how these rules change what? every fucking 25 minutes, and I can't keep up. The food microphysicist person that studied the effect of soap on an orange really, like... Why on earth do they get a time to shine? <laughs> how 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 far have we fallen as a society that the guy that studied the soaps on oranges is like, all right, I guess I'm I'm important. Well, I put up a Twitter poll. I'm like, are you guys washing the outside of your bananas before you peel them? Almost like nobody's really doing this right, and it's like 25 percent of people. I I mean, we we wash and we try to sterilize our groceries. Yeah. Are you not doing anything? Um, I'm not 
sucking on the box that things come in. So like I'll That's I'll get good. wheat thins from Amazon and then I'm not instantly chewing on the outside like I used to. Right. That's good. Okay. As long as you're not licking the box. <laughs> um, but you might want to just like try a disinfectant wipe on on the stuff too. You have a disinfectant wipe? <laughs> That's liquid gold, brother. I'll meet you in Kansas City, brother. Come alone. <laughs> oh shit, they're tracing Zencaster. <laughs> How has your life been? Uh, life is, you know, we're starting, we're getting used to this new routine, which is slightly better than living in constant fear and dread and the unknown. So uh, I guess we're more comfortable in this new uh, regime of not leaving the house very much, um, ordering groceries online. We're preparing a lot of food more so than we used to. So that's been nice. It's given us time to like organize yeah. kitchens and living rooms and offices. So that's been good too. There's there's some positives. Have you done any? Have you done some ho like home projects? Uh, we've like basically Marie Kondoed the kitchen, which was a a big project. That's cool. Yeah, a lot of like that's very a lot nice. of dusty soy sauce bottles from 2017 in the back of a pantry that has now been discarded. That was a good year. Yeah. <laughs> that that was really cool. You could go to a concert. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Remember eating food family style at restaurants? Remember restaurants? So cool. Just like going into a cafe. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> Damn. What do you miss the most from old world, brother? <laughs> um, I really, I do miss, I miss like seeing people and not feeling like people that I saw. It really feels like a zombie movie sometimes where you're like, yeah, you see people and you can't just be like, oh, good. Like it feels a little bit more like there's more of a community online than in the wild. Because when you see someone in the wild, you're like, they might be sick. They think I'm sick we can't we're enemies yeah like a lot a lot of like my real human interaction has been like skittish fearful uh full of mistrust have you? and and online it's way more like lots of beautiful things are happening and i think that's really nice yeah have you coughed in a grocery store oh god no i would be so fucking nervous <laughs> to do that have you gone to masks and gloves yet yeah, the grocery store upstate won't let you in without masks and gloves. That's cool. So you guys, how did you guys get masks and gloves? Um, well, they have gloves outside. And my sister also had gloves. And uh, Jill had, has like, I mean, they're not like the the medical masks. They're just like basically scarves and stuff. Yeah. But that's acceptable for the grocery store. Yeah. I wonder if this thing will end in a specific like time. Like, all right, it's whatever, fucking September 19th. And now you can go outside again. Is it like... Everyone's going to like rush out into the street like a, a prison's been open for everyone? Or is it like a slow, weird reintroduction where restaurants are still closed because not a lot of them could afford taking five months off? Yeah, that's what my brother's been fantasizing about is like, you know, that like World War II poster with it's got the sailor kissing the nurse or whatever. Yeah. Like peace is declared. Everybody pours into the streets. We're all happy. Like, I think he's thinking or imagining the world just being like, cured and open for business again um i love that idea i wish that would happen but i feel like it's going to be a really slow <laughs> yeah slow painful rollout where like we're we're allowed to open offices again but people are still really freaked out by them so you can go to work but you have to like have all of these crazy strict uh sanitation measures and sterilization procedures or whatever yeah like our so it's like they open the world but with a ton of fucking rules <laughs> and it's gonna feel stressful and sad yeah there's no victory day with this disease it's not like we ever beat the flu either like there's no end to cyclical seasonal diseases which this might be that would be truly insane if just every every february and march we all self-quarantine yeah i don't understand god damn what a sad fucking world that would be <laughs> well that's what they're saying they're like we might have to like go through phases of self-quarantine until we get to a vaccine and then okay once we have a vaccine then what happens do we do we all just carte blanche open the floodgates again or like we're not going to go all the way down to zero there's going to be like all right we're down to a few hundred cases in california all right that's where we were march 5th and we <laughs> had to self-quarantine then so at what point can we Right. Walk outside and firmly handshake a stranger. Well, I, I yeah, I don't know. That's it. Seems it seems like this is maybe gonna like realign a lot of people's like habits and social norms. Like I, I, it, 
feels like even if they're like, hey, everything's fine. First of all, I don't think they're ever going to be like, hey, everything's fine. They're going to be like, the risk is way lower now, so we're going to go outside. But if that's the message, then you don't like run into someone's arms. You're like, hey, we're allowed to talk to each other. This is pretty cool. Three feet. That's enough. <laughs> Let's not get much closer than that. Not even a hug, but like you're out on a walk and you run into Jill's friend and there and her new boyfriend. You shouldn't shake his hand, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think I think shaking hands might become like oh a thing of the past yeah pre-corona times we used to shake strangers hands papa that's so weird i know but that's just what we did you haven't touched me ever papa (laughs) i don't want to hurt you i mean there's so many like sad images of like doctors coming home and like urging their toddlers not to run into their arms because they're still contaminated until they shed their clothes and take a shower brutal that's so sad (laughs) yeah we i have a friend that's um a nurse in new haven and she just had to like move out of her house she's like staying in in like a beach house away from her family jesus christ these are truly like which sounds awesome somebody mentioned that they were like the new soul like soldiers were what nurses and doctors are now like these are the people who are like battling the front lines yeah literally risking their lives uh, i watched outbreak last night yeah, have you seen it? Yeah, I think I saw one. It might have been in the first rated R movie I saw in theaters. I was like 14. It came out in like 97, right? Uh, I think 97 or 95 or something like that. Yeah. Oh, maybe it was 97. Yeah. And then did you see Contagion as well? I have not watched that one yet. Ooh, that one is really real. Yeah, Outbreak, it was, I've never seen it before. I just imagined that it was like a global outbreak, but it's like, it it all takes place in a tiny little town. Right. So contagion is a worldwide pandemic. And it's like a mortality rate of 50%. It's something crazy. Oh, damn. That's, yeah, I should definitely watch contagion. Contagion is so scary. It's like, where we'll be, it's like, where we'll be in two weeks. That's how scary it is. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's so freaky. It's like legit America in April level shit. Like, it's really <laughs> fucked up. All right, maybe I won't watch it. It like gets to the point where it'll almost be where we will be in May. Like it like really goes there. Yeah. <laughs> like okay. some of the you've, shit you've I couldn't believe they it. showed on in That's the enough, film. Man. It was so dark. Because it looks like the news will be in April. I know. Yeah, yeah I gotta, I gotta, it okay. almost looks like the news except for the leader is competent. <laughs> oh, yeah. God, that's the other thing that none of the mo- like all those crazy movies uh, – it didn't it didn't get to add yeah all the movies have a leader that's like we're doing our best we're struggling but under my guidance we can get there and then in actual reality this guy's like i'll say silly things on tv but look the ratings are up look how how many people watch this shit it's fucking awesome i'll chastise a reporter okay (laughs) this is so sick so many people are tuning into my fat ass because i'll say shit like i want to be open by easter (laughs) the more i lie the more people tune in life's good approval rating is going up too i guess i'll double down on everything why does he deserve that (laughs) why do we deserve that i guess we live in the country that created that so we deserve it too Mm -hmm. this is my fault is what i'm trying to say you shouldn't have voted for the guy i feel really starting to feel like you shouldn't have voted for the guy and i swear i'm 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 almost at the point where i'm not gonna do it again like i'm literally like at my wits end with this guy Mm mm-hmm yeah, I like. I, I'm still undecided, of course, because I want to hear what platform the Dem well, you're an brings. Yeah, like I want to see what tax mm-hmm. cuts he suggests. But like, I'm legit thinking about no longer voting for the bitch. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be tough for you to hold your nose and vote for Joe Biden, though. Yeah, I want to toe the party line, as it were. <laughs> yeah, um, up and down the ticket. <laughs> uh, do you have a return date, or you're just going to wait and see? Um, so we have. Our, our, I guess our reservation ends in like a few days. Yeah. Our reservation ends in a few days and it feels kind of weird to have basically have been here for over a week to have gotten out of the city and to go back where it's like the most rampant. So, yeah, you can't go back now. That's what I am sort of thinking as well. Um, but uh, I mean, you guys aren't thinking about it, are you? <laughs> uh, Jill kind of wants to go Promise back to... Promise me you won't go back. Jill wants to go back to New York. And I don't, but I also don't know what else to do. 
You can't say, uh, actually, let me re-up this place until July 9th. Well, I think someone else already did that for this particular place. Oh. So we'd have to find another Airbnb. I see. We originally booked this one because they had their calendar open, but it is no longer the case. Oh, yes. No. Those are, so, those yeah. are going like toilet paper. And now I, I saw that like people are starting to like kind of reject uh, people's airbnb requests if they're coming from new york city understandably so of course uh, so i feel like we're in a good position because we are not in new york city we haven't been in new york city we can we can theoretically stay up here if we can find the right place so that's what i'm looking to do have you done an airbnb search in lincoln nebraska no just throwing it out there no i've not lincoln nebraska yeah, okay. let's uh, let's take a break, and then we can get some friends of ours who are still in New York. We can get an update from them. That's what I need. All right, let's call them right after these messages. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by AuraFrames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an AuraFrame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because... It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there, and you know what? You can update it with an app, so every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code headgum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Indeed. Indeed. Simply put, it's the easiest way to create a professional looking website. Couldn't agree more, bud. That's it. Yeah. That's the tweet. <laughs> um, no, they do have a lot more than that. It's uh, right. it's a, it's they have twenty four seven award winning customer support. They have very simple drag and drop technology. You can code, you can design mm -hmm. a professional looking website without knowing much about how the internet works. You can sell. You can launch and sell product from Squarespace. Yes. That's right. You can even purchase a domain name through Squarespace. For example, Jake, what can people purchase? Boneheader.com boneheader it's like interesting that's pretty good yeah yeah it's like if you're a boneheaded person but you're doing a boneheader of move you know what i mean what about fitnessnah.com so it's sort of like a relaxation technique mm -hmm. slash way to say damn the man with regards yeah. to fitness it's a movement about not going to the gym Fitness. It's nah. a it's an anti movement, really. Oh, it's that's a non movement good. movement. A, is anti movement yeah. one? Anti movement. Uh, seems I'll like have it should to be. check it out later. Actually, let me look right now. Anti movement.com is not available. Don't yeah. buy that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't. But so it's fitness more of a fitness <laughs> Yeah. It's more of a yeah. fitness nah thing. Yeah. Uh, Squarespace AI also is a great way to kickstart or update written content on any website. They can generate instant personalized results. That know and show your brand identity. Pretty cool there too. Incredible. So the way to get in on this action and uh, launch your own website soon enough mm -hmm. is to go to squarespace.com slash segments. Segments. And when you're ready to launch, you use that coupon code segments at checkout to save 10% Ooh. off their already low, low prices. Beautiful. Again, Check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Thanks, folks. Thanks, Squarespace. And we're back. Thought we'd reach out to some old friends of ours in New York City, Jeff Rubin and Patrick Castles. How the hell are you guys? Jeff, you answer first. I'm doing good. Okay, Pat? I'm doing terrible. <laughs> 
Let's, Let's talk to Jeff. I'm, <laughs> also great. You know, I'm healthy. I am responsibly social distancing. I'm watching a lot of TV. So, you know, pretty much my life. Pretty, pretty much my life normally, to be honest. Right. Yeah. People like Pat and I, I think, are well set up to start spending a lot of time indoors. Like, I'm definitely stressed and feeling more anxiety than I've ever felt in my life. But the staying indoors all the time part, I'm great. Can I ask not to hijack the podcast but i'm doing it <laughs> what's the most what's the most random thing you guys have watched that you probably would not watch if you weren't i have a good one self-isolating for the first time in my life i watched at the request of sean perlman robocop oh, 1987 robocop rules so hard that's a legit good movie right <laughs> i like how jeff is like not even a i mean i agree with jeff but like not even a hint of doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, have you Jake, have you seen RoboCop? I've seen RoboCop. I don't know so, if I remember it well enough to comment on if it's good or not. Yeah. I remember thinking it's kind of it's inherently very very sad cuz the guy is dead, right? Like he's not him anymore. Oh right, that's Jake, that's your thing you don't like movies that make you feel sad, right? Yeah. That seems like a problem. Like, yeah, that's most it is a little. A lot of art makes you feel sad, but it shouldn't because <laughs> things should make you feel happy because that's the goat feeling. So, what's like? What's a movie you do watch? Um, I mean, a movie that I watch when I want to feel happy. Uh, Field of Dreams has a, a a nice happy ending. Oh, Edge of Tomorrow, great happy ending. That's true. That's wait, wait, good... wait. Let me get let me get back to RoboCop. Yeah, true. Uh, yeah. In terms of RoboCop, uh, we after the end of it. I was like, that was awesome. And Avital was like, was that like a bad on purpose type movie where people are like, that was good? Because it was very like heavy handed and hokey acted. And like, was that an on purpose decision? Was that just how people acted in 1987? Do you guys know what I mean? I th- Honestly, Je- I mean, Jeff, I don't want to, Jeff, I'm sure has more thoughts than I do on this. But I think the answer is actually yes, kind of. Like Paul Verhoeven, who directed that movie and wrote it, and maybe wrote it, I don't know. He's kind of famous for that style yeah it was it was almost a satire or almost a comedy really definitely yeah i think that's what makes it such a good movie is that it it serves as both like a great action a very violent action movie but also like it's got things it wants to say yeah it was so fun like when the, <laughs> the first robot did that thing in the board meeting yeah i was cracking the fuck up it was one of the it was like a mr show sketch it was so silly no, yeah, totally. It's definitely intentionally funny. Yeah. Like, it, the comedy is 100% on purpose. <laughs> anyway, Jeff, have you left the house in a week? Yeah, I've been leaving the house. I've been leaving the house just a little. As I've been trying to minimize as much as I do it. I guess I've been doing, like, yoga. I actually got a rowing machine, like, right before all this started, and that, like, really has paid off. I've been doing a lot of rowing, so I'm trying to sort of, like, stay in motion and exercise, but I am trying to leave the house as little as possible, but I get outside at least a little bit every day. Guys, how awesome would it be if we come out of this and Jeff Rubin is just fucking ripped? <laughs> <laughs> like a Winklevoss twin, just Ready. rowing every day? He's also taller. The problem <laughs> is that I live in Brooklyn, and it's, like, actually kind of crowded outside. Like, I live by Prospect Park, and it's pretty crowded at Prospect Park, and even the streets around here, like, you have to pass by people on the sidewalk, and to be honest, I'm, like, not, sh- like, you the sidewalks are not six feet wide. So you're constantly less than six feet from people. And I'm not sure how to handle that, I guess. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's kind of a difficult thing to handle. So I usually wait till it's less crowded. It's Strader, Strader said the same thing. I think he lives maybe closer to you than he, I do. Jack. He does. Yeah. And Strader lives very close. Williamsburg, Williamsburg is not crowded. People, I think maybe are, beha- are, people are irresponsible as hell in Williamsburg. Thank you. I never, I like barely saw a soul while I was there. Where do you live, Jake? Excuse me. Where do you live? Uh, like on the border of Williamsburg and Greenpoint. No, no, exact address. Yeah. <laughs> I, really? <laughs> Fi- 580 Metropolitan. What apartment? Okay? You what apartment? I don't want to say anything else because 4G. Can you edit this part out of the show? What's the code to get in? Are you guys fucking, it's 9961 and that's literally. Completely <laughs> responding to our questions, which you do not have to do. Pat got evicted. He needs a, he needs a place to crash while you're upstate. <laughs> Nah, not for three months, bro. <laughs> That's right. Wait, Pat, do you have a mask and gloves? No. Are you going shopping in grocery stores? Um, I did. I have not in the last week. Like a lot of N- New Yorkers are like not great. We're not in the habit of having like a week's worth of groceries, or at least I'm not anyway. I don't want to speak for everyone. It's hard. You know, we have small apartments. I think we generally shop smaller than you might in the suburbs or even somewhere like LA. So it's unusual to kind of have to <laughs> have to store food like this. You hear someone in the world who's like, when Feucci goes on the news and he's like, hey, just don't touch your face. Some guy's like, 
fuck you. Definitely. Yes, for sure. <laughs> what like that's his that that's his line. In the Fingers sand. in his eyes. I yeah. think there's lots of people who are like. Up, like shaking hands and like hugging each other as like just like signal kind right, of what right. side they're on a little bit, you know. <laughs> I'm touching my mustache to own the libs. <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. Definitely. But here's my question: Is are you wiping off like your bean cans when you get home? To me, that's the line. Like we have to go to the grocery store eventually. Like I can't survive without going to the grocery store. I've tried to stock up. I go out for vegetables and stuff. But do you wipe down the bean cans when you get home? Are you just like the what hands? Bean cans. We're wiping beans. Uh, the, the Hurwitz Vogel household is wiping beans. We're bean wipers. Yeah, I am starting to do it too. Kind of like I'm not doing such a diligent job of it that I don't know that it's actually doing anything. But like I wasn't doing that for the first week or two. And then like that kicked in. And I was like, oh, I found a new level of uh, pre- pre- preparation here. I feel like we're all discovering, we're like discovering these these new levels that we didn't think we'd be at. Like I remember two weeks ago, I was going to go to a friend's birthday party and then she canceled it. She's like, we're not going to do it at a bar. We're just going to have a small group of people at my apartment. I was like, okay, that feels safe. But now I'm looking back on that being like, that was insane. I went to an apartment with 15 people. Let me tell you, Jake, three weeks ago, I was at Disney World. I went to Disney World. I can look up the date for you if I want. I went with Caldwell from your other podcast. We went to Disneyland kind of the Friday before what, in my perception, was the week where everything like really started happening. And I remember it seems so irresponsible. It seems crazy to go to Disneyland. We were aware that this thing was happening, but I was like, you know, I live in New York. I'm going to go to the mm-hmm. office. I interact with like a Disneyland's worth of people every day anyway. Like if this is going to happen for me, it's but in your defense, Jeff, like <laughs> you and Caldwell, like your kids really wanted to go, right? <laughs> like, you know, like give, give them a nice, a nice day. <laughs> but wait, wait, let, me, let me finish this thought because I can't sorry, stop thinking about it. No, I no, loved it. I loved it. I loved mean. it. But so we went to Disneyland. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm going to have to see everyone when I get back to New York anyway. And I'm going to be on the subway and I'm always going to be interacting with people with no idea that like just four days later that we would all collectively agree like actually we're all going to stay in our own houses for an indefinite amount of time. Yeah. Like that Friday we were at Disneyland, like it was out there. Yeah. There was definitely like increased <laughs> hand washing presence throughout the park. Like you could see it was on people's minds. But like we had no mm-hmm. idea that just like four days later we'd be like, actually, we'll all stay inside forever now. You know, um, the short film version of that is Jeff on Splash Mountain. And then at, as it hits the bottom, it smash cuts to you scrubbing a banana. <laughs> Are you, I'm not scrubbing my vegetables. I just run the vegetables under cold water. I mean, I've, I've been no bananas of fruit. Same same principle, though. Yeah, we were talking earlier that I've been seeing stuff online where it's like you got to you got to dunk your even your peels, the bananas with the peel on uh, through soap and water. Why don't you just like eat the banana? The banana's in the peel. Eat the banana and then wash your hands. Like who's saying that? I guess that? the virus jumps from peel to fruit. Huh. I'm kind of limited. I mean, I'm just like listening to like the CDC, basically. Like the government. I'm doing what they're telling me to do. I'm listening to Trump. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff's going back to work on Easter, even if it's <laughs> Sunday. I like how I invited Jeff and Pat on the show, and uh, within 40 seconds, we were talking about RoboCop at full volume. But that was you. You brought up RoboCop. Am I am I too loud? By the way, I, bet, I know there was a problem earlier. <laughs> no, you're doing great. I'll I'll adjust the levels in post. So I'm not doing good. Yeah, don't you worry about your it's levels, Jeff. That's too loud. Oh, I can turn mine down. When I I didn't tell people that I went to Disneyland until two weeks later because I didn't. I was going to be so embarrassed if like I got sick at Disneyland. Like at least if I get sick now, it didn't happen because I went to Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, it's true, Jeff. But it makes sense that you went because you have a you have a or didn't your kid fucking tell. I don't, Pat, what was it exactly? Because I'm going to cut yours out and use mine. Oh, come on. So you're trying to... Exact, <laughs> tell me the exact phrase. Oh, wow, I'm going to really? cut his out just so I have it. You're Clean. trying to recycle Pat's joke? I'm not going to help you plagiarize me. <laughs> it was a uh, good thing you have a son. What was it? It was so funny when you... I'll cut it out, but what was it? Wait, was I, it? <laughs> I don't even know how to begin with this. I love that you appreciate it but can't remember it. Uh, Jeff, I basically as a kid, and then I'll take the laughter from uh, when Pat's <laughs> yeah. I had another joke too, and I'm not even telling. Jake, now. what were you saying earlier? I, you got cut off for a second. Oh, just that there's like a there's like sort of a social uh, pressure around like how you're quarantining and how safe you're being and all that stuff too. Like the stigma adds adds a layer of anxiety even over the virus. Which I'm not really. I, I think that's. I think people who are shaming people for like going outside, which you're allowed to do currently. Yeah, there's a lot of circular fire. 
I, I, I just think it's, this is not the time to be, <laughs> Yeah, everyone should be responsible and you should minimize contact, but. Is New York changing even like week to week? It's so weird. It is like walking around in a movie. It does remind me of like the beginning of uh, many movies, like A Quiet Place would be the most recent one where like all the stores I are legend. cloned and they all have like signs on them, kind of like, you know, like closed for virus or whatever. Like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of reading all the signs on the stores because it's kind of interesting to see the way that they all talk about it. And like there is it's like the, the grocery stores open and the shelves are stocked. So it's not like quite apocalyptic, but it's very eerie, I would say. I don't know. It's it's weird. I'd say it's weird walking around. By, by the way, really quick, just, I just want to get this out of the way. I'm so sorry, Jeff. No, Jeff. no, no. You go. You I go. feel like I didn't realize that no one's going to see um, the website we're using to do this. And I just want people to know what my name is on this oh, yeah. thing. Robert Downey Jr. So, yeah, you put Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, Jake Headgum, Jeff, and Robert Downey Jr. Which is kind of funny because, like, imagine if he was on this podcast, that'd be kind of funny. Yeah, right? Amir, you should take a, a photo and then just like write uh, dropping. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, people might believe that. <laughs> He's got nothing better to do. Jeff, what were you saying? Yeah, are you guys wearing masks? Because masks? mask is an interesting one to me. I mean, um. I think if you find like I actually found some N95 masks that I had when I from when I lived in L.A. Like I just bought a bunch of earthquake stuff and I had some and I donated them to the hospital. So please do that if you find some N95 masks, but sort of like T-shirt masks or something like that. I'm kind of starting to come around on the idea of it, Um, not to protect myself necessarily, but just because I think if everyone does it, then it'll offer a greater level of protection for everyone. You know, it protects other people. So I kind of want it to be like socially normal for people to do it. And I think part of doing that is wearing a mask myself. Now, I don't have a mask yet, but this is something I've been thinking about. I'm wondering if you guys are wearing masks. I'm wearing the mask from the mask. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody stop him. Nice. Jeff. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. (laughs) In the, nice. In up, so in the, where I'm staying upstate, they won't let you into the grocery store without a mask. Really? Uh, Or like a scarf or a handkerchief over your, over your mouth. Where, where are you? I'm in Woodstock. And what's the address there? Really? <laughs> <laughs> Do I really? Six, 6870 Glasgow Turnpike, but I don't. I don't I even won't. know. Like, what, how do you get masks? Like, what? where's the mask store? I have no idea. Yeah, it's like, make one with sewing. I'm like, you got to be kidding I don't, me. I got like all day like, in the apartment yeah, that I, I can't like, figure out. I didn't buy, I didn't stockpile masks before this happened. And now I assume. Pat, you can use a, you can use a diaper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why would I have diapers? Pat, take a picture of you wearing a diaper on your head like a helmet. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, dude, he's going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wait, I heard that. What do you guys think like will be, like obviously there's so much going on. Like we've changed our lifestyle so dramatically, so quickly. Um, and like, I guess there's this will end, th- things will return to normal one day. And I guess like, what do you think sort of the lasting impact of it will be? And obviously there's a lot of businesses that'll go out of business. And there's a lot of really sad things, but I'm, I'm just wondering like culturally, like it's like, um, if you ever go and visit Asia, like there's a lot of people wearing masks and it's because they've gone through things like this. And I'm wondering like, if we'll just masks will become commonplace and like, you, what kind of cultural changes do you foresee kind of like sticking around? Like, do you think zoom parties will ever be a thing again? Like <laughs> after this is over? I hope not. Yeah, I think... Zoom parties are kind of fun, though. Yeah, Zoom parties are fun. I'm playing a lot more video games with friends. I don't know if that'll stick around. But I think one of the lasting things will be, like, touching strangers, shaking someone's hand when you walk into, like, a store. Right, yeah. Bro-hugging people that you don't necessarily know. Uh, Maybe that'll be more of a stigmatized going forward. Yeah, that's what I think, too. The reason I love Zoom parties is because I feel like for years people have been like oh we want to come to your thing but we can't because our we have to watch our dog tonight or our kid is sick or like we don't want to drive in the fog or whatever and now it's like nope all those excuses are bullshit now like between dog and fog all your excuses rhyme i mean i can't tell your line (laughs) well is that that's your takeaway (laughs) i'm sorry i'm stuck in a bog Uh, all right do you want to you guys want to try to tackle one question this is an advice show after all (laughs) Jeff, we need a 21-year-old girl's name from Melbourne, Australia. We've got to give her a fake name. Manny. I've been waiting for this. I've been, I've been dreaming for years of what my theme names would be on If I Were You. What, what the theme I would pick would be? I'm going to guess this is Degrassi, Jeff. Is it Degrassi? It is a Degrassi theme. That's correct. <laughs> All right, Jake, why don't you just give her a name? Jeff's obviously not taking this. Seriously. I said Manny. <laughs> I'm just joking. Manny. 
<laughs> uh, Manny writes, So, my boyfriend has been looking at moving out of his parents' place for a while. He's 22 and shares a bedroom with his 19-year-old brother. He found a place with three other girls aged 25 who he says he really vibes with. Now, I'm not the jealous type, and I am fine with the idea of him living with other women, but... My issue is, that, is this. In Australia, we are moving into complete lockdown slash isolation because of the coronavirus. My boyfriend is the only person I have been seeing outside of my household, and the same goes for him with me. But he told me already that if he moves in with these girls, I am not allowed to visit, as the girls don't want anyone in their house. And he would not be allowed to leave and come back with a potential infection. I trust my boyfriend, but I don't know how long this isolation is going to last, and I think any man locked away with three women he vibes with would be tempting. So my question is this, should I bring it up? Should I tell him I'm not comfortable with him living with these girls considering the current apocalypse? Or should I just make up an excuse about the economy being shit right now so it's a bad time to move? Uh, I don't know. Any any other ideas would be welcome. Sincerely, thanks, Marnie. Manny? 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 Manny. Manny. That is a tough one. I mean, it's... I love that third option. That's so inventive. Yeah, they're all about him, her putting her foot down and not letting this guy. She just wants to know which route she should take. What was the third? Repeat the third option. Yeah, give me the, give me my options again. The options are: Should I bring it up? Should I tell him I'm not comfortable with him living with these girls, considering the current apocalypse? Or should I make up an excuse about the economy being shit right now, so it's a bad time for him to move? So there are really only two options. I don't see those as mutually exclusive. Yeah, the first two are literally the same. The third one could be done in conjunction with the first two. Um, it is difficult. Like, I really, I mean, doing anything right now is so difficult. Just, like, moving under normal circumstances is difficult. And it's like, I. it seems like not a terrific... I, it's funny that he made it to 22, and he was like... Now's the time to move out of my parents' house. This is, I picked my moment. <laughs> I just have to Lysol the carpet. It's a bad time to move. I get, yeah. I guess you gotta talk. I mean, look, that guy should move out of his parents' house. Um, and it sounds like he found, I guess I'm curious, like, do you believe her? And I don't, not that I don't think she's lying to us, but I, don't, I just don't know if she knows herself. Like, do you think under normal circumstances, do you think she'd have an issue with this? Or do you think it's really like the Corona thing is really the thing that, puts a twist on it that makes it like hard for her to accept i think that she's she would have a problem with it always but the fact that it's like now that to the 10th degree where it's like not only am i moving in but i can't see you and you can't see me so it's gonna be me and these three lady roommates for the foreseeable future yeah, it's it, basically her worst nightmare it feels like one of the circumstances is that this guy is clearly like trying to keep her away right like if if he was behaving more normal, like I'm going to move in, but uh, you can you can visit. That's you know that that have to be a condition for bringing on new roommates. But can she? Is that responsible? Can she visit? I think that like if you're moving into a new place, you're just as at risk of being quarantined or as at risk of carrying the virus as as she is. So like you guys should both be able to go there at the same time. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of clear to me. It's clear to me that this guy is doing all of this on purpose. He wants to be quarantined with his three hot new roommates. And they're they're definitely hot. What if she, well, yeah, she is Australian. What if she says, I'll move in with you? So it's like, yeah, maybe we'll both live together. So it's me, you, and the three chicks. <laughs> I forgot they were Australian. <laughs> that's great. It'll be sweet days. Yeah, I guess I think if these three people are willing to accept one more person, it's not unreasonable for him to say to them, also, my girlfriend's going to come over sometimes. She, We've already been in touch with each other for the past two weeks, so she's sick. I'm already sick. And uh, she's not seeing anyone but her family. So I'm not. it's not really expanding your circle any wider than just the guy himself coming in. And I guess he should explain that to them. I want to know why we're trusting Australians who got Tom Hanks sick. He, <laughs> it was actually the, it was the other way around. He's the one who exposed that entire continent to the virus. He's like the yeah, he's like the frog in the Simpsons that <laughs> Yeah, he's patient zero. What do you guys think Robocop would do? What would Robocop do? He'd <laughs> kill he'd be, he'd be responsible. He'd be great. He'd be actually great. I mean he's a very like he's a he's a peacekeeping. Yeah, and I want you to tell Avital that cool. Peter Weller's performance as Robocop is legitimately great acting. What was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> How do we solve this coronavirus crisis? <laughs> Do you think anybody's moving? Do you think anybody's moving in New York City? The people, so uh, I live in a building and there's one apartment above me and there there's people above me that are subletting from the person who usually lives there and they were subletting because they were going to move somewhere on April 1st and they, I, I don't know these people well and I don't talk to them daily, but they 
I was just like, oh, good luck. Like, cause like, I don't know if movers are working. Like, I, I don't know how that works. And like, I, I just, I, I don't know what those people are going to do. And I feel for them. It's like everything, just doing everything is more stressful right now. You know, like the second and third order effects of this thing are just so hard to keep track of. Let's get quick answers. What would you do? Starting with Jake. Jake, what would you do if your girlfriend was moving into a house with three hot Australians for the foreseeable future and said, we can't hang out with each other? Uh, d- and does she vibe with these guys? Does she vibe with these guys? <laughs> she vibes. Quick vibe check. She vibes with these guys. Uh, <laughs> she really vibes. <laughs> they all did. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> did you read Did you read uh, Yeah, if they, I, I, I guess I would be like, yes, go for it, and you're, and congratulations, you're also single, so you can see this through if you want to, because I think that it would be very. So you just break up with yeah, her. I right think there. it's pretty clear yeah. to me that the guy is that this. Yeah, is, I think Jake's on to something. I'm like giving the guy the benefit <laughs> of the doubt here, but there are there is a tone of this is like of some yeah, passive aggressive. This, this is year, true you know? dream scenario for this, this guy. I mean, I don't. I'm giving away a thing here, but this is basically like a great like Nancy Myers movie, basically. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's. Like, how the guy's looking at it. I don't think anyone could look at it any other way. You guys realize like 900, 900 coronavirus scripts are being written right now. That's what I want to say about the Zoom parties earlier. When I'm in a Zoom party, I feel like I'm in the opening scene of a movie that takes place like during this time period. And like they want to establish the time period. So like we're all in birthday hats on a Zoom birthday party. <laughs> like it just feels like this weird period detail that like will always be like, remember we did Zoom parties? Like it's just so specific to this like current moment. Yeah. I'm ruining, also I'm ruining Amir. I'm sorry, Amir, I'm ruining your quick answer. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Jeff. What was your quick answer? What I you think do? you know. I th- I think try to reason with the women to let the girlfriend come over, and if they don't want to do that, then uh, they're not going to be great roommates anyway. And if the guy doesn't want to do that, they should break up anyway. Dude, listen to yourself. Try to reason with a woman. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on, end the show I now. Agree. I, Before I you get yourself in trouble, dude. Sentence. Oh come on, you can't get canceled. Everyone's fucking running around like their dick just fell off. <laughs> It's true. Now's the, now's the time to do something racist. You can steal City Hall. <laughs> no, get me off of the spot. Yeah. What are you talking about? All right, Pat. Yeah. Is the time. I'm hanging up. Pat, a final word. You want to say something racist? <laughs> uh, no, but I'll say something offensive. Okay. Um, I'd say um, tell him to move out immediately. All right, great. So I can move in. Because <laughs> my 901st script is actually a Porky-style wacky adventure in which I have to move in with 25 quarantined Australian ladies. Yeah, like three's company, but more than three people? I don't know. But hotter. I don't know. Uh, all right. I always. I also do want to go to Australia. Not right now. At some point in my life. So that's yeah. That's the, that's unrelated. Guys, I feel bad about my racist thing. Don't be racist. I've heard of people being racist. <laughs> I, I, here's why I feel bad is I've heard from Asian friends that they are facing racism here in fucking New York. I don't want to sound like dumb, but I thought we were better than that in New York, and it's like it's very upsetting to me. So I feel bad about that. No one be racist. I'm afraid Amir's gonna not include that thing and also make my joke his joke oh wait wait actually that's perfect can you guys be quiet for a second actually jeff i don't think we should be racist because i've been hearing things about what was it in new york where people are what was the term nice offended by like, listen i listen everyone everyone in the world thinks i'm robert downey jr so i'm 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 clear here i'm not even on this podcast i'm just the star of um you know that movie you can't name one of your own. All right, sorry, uh, everyone, uh, let's end this show or this episode by saying one thing people can watch or do that would help pass the time because I think that's the most important thing right now. What are you guys doing to pass the time? What do you guys recommend people do? Jake, start with you. I hate to admit it, but uh, I started watching Love Is Blind because uh, I was doing a puzzle and reading a book upstate, sitting by the fire. God, your life sounds horrible. Doing wholesome things. It's it was really nice. But Jill was watching Love is Blind and I and she kept on laughing and I kept on like just walking over and glancing at the TV and I'd be like, who's this? Like, what's this that guy? And then and now like one hour later, I was gripped and it's it's utterly insane. It's an insane show. You threw the book into the fire. Yeah. What's what what's the premise of that show again? I forget. It's like 30 men and women go into pods where they can't see each other and they go on dates basically where they're just they're just talking to one another they cannot see each other uh and then of those all of those people they sort of like choose who they vibe with the most 
uh, they fall in love with a stranger through a wall and then propose, get engaged, and then see each other for the first time. Um, but it's like so it's like an emotional glory hole kind of yeah it's exactly what it is and it's kind of crazy just to like watch people date and like fall for one another and like some people like really f- like fell in love they're like crying they're freaking out and then others are just like this people they're so stupid it seems like they're just not all there and that they shouldn't be allowed to be on tv but i don't know it's all <laughs> is this the first reality show that you've been you're not even willing to admit you're watching it now you're like i was reading a book and jill wouldn't shut up about this show that was on i was reading and I was doing a puzzle and reading a book at the same I, time no i was doing cool i was doing cool wholesome shit and now i'm watching re- this is the only reality tv show i watch except actually i watch grand designs which is like a it's like a house uh a house building house renovation no house construction are you TV guys watching show. this ti- what's this tiger show that everyone's talking about it's a documentary on netflix all right jeff what's your suggestion uh better call saul is like the only thing i'm look like it's the only thing keeping me sane right now like everything is chaos i'm losing track of what day it is but monday nights it's better call saul and it's like for an hour everything is uncomplicated and good and so it's so um, good it's so good i'm re- i'm really like really looking forward to those new episodes monday and i think a lot of the old all the old ones are probably on netflix or whatever um so if you haven't catch it watch it yet even if you haven't seen breaking bad i would say it's actually crossed the line recently where like i think a lot of people are like i don't want to watch breaking bad because it's like crime and drugs is just inherently uninteresting to me um you i would give better call saul a chance because it's like kind of bringing that same craftsmanship to um a less violent but still just as good story it's really great that's cool pat what's your suggestion um all right we're out of time <laughs> <laughs> no you know i mean I, it's not a suggestion it's just the last thing i did TV wise is I watch all three Ocean's Eleven's movies. So Ocean's Eleven's, Ocean's Twelve, and Ocean's Thirteen, and really just um, I love those movies. My so. thing is that uh, we're all gonna live. I've uh, I got a Nintendo Switch. Keep talking about it. I've been getting into Mario Kart. If anybody wants to play me on Mario Kart on this uh, live stream, I think just Jeff that has it. But I'm down to play Mario Kart. That's a great way to pass the time. Yeah, Mario Kart rules. Uh, all right, guys. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for talking to us. No thanks problem. For catching I'm us. so glad you're into video games. What if what, the silver lining? Yeah. Finally, some good news. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. That was so fun. Of course. And if you have your own questions or theme songs, you can always email it to show at gmail.com. Our email box is still open, of course. The opening theme song was that uh, Blink-182 cover of I Miss You, which was written by Alex. This closing one is an acapella. Uh, let me look up who wrote it. And, I, and uh, Avengers Endgame is on um, iTunes. So please, if you if you you're a fan of me, Robert Downey Jr., <laughs> the most successful actor in the world, you're not plugging uh, Doolittle. <laughs> Do you know if no if no movies if there's no more movies for the rest of the year, Doolittle's going to be like the number eight grossing movie of the year. Wow, good on them. I think you're right. I think like I think people like need to watch something, and why not Doolittle? Yeah. Um. All right. You, it's kind of whatever. Enough. That's absolutely <laughs> enough. This closing theme song was written by Jordan Holmes. <laughs> Um, Pat, I'll leave you in the room so you can continue talking after we're done recording. And uh, we'll be back next week. Bye, everybody. If, if, if I were, if, if, if I were, if, if, if I were you. In the mirror, ace and Josh, Josh and a schmear. Hug fathers to head gum and to chicks, countless sons and daughters. Need advice, look no farther. The only ones there are no others. If I were you, I'll tell you just what you should do, brother. If I were you, I'd tune into. If I were you, the show. If I were you, I'd tune on into. If I were you, the show. At gmail.com. That was a head gum podcast. <laughs>